Good morning. Uh, if you were expecting Pastor Scott to be here this morning like he normally is, I just wanted to let you know that his mom is uh, in ill health, and so he and Karen have traveled down to California to be with her. She's not expected to live for much longer. And uh, so it's my privilege to be here before you this morning. I'm Pastor Mark. If you haven't met me before, uh, I hang out around and do a bunch of stuff and I have the privilege of a servant here. So uh, let's pray together. Uh, God, this morning, uh, thank you that we can come and gather together and worship you. Um, and God, this morning, uh, we would just pause and we would lift up our pastor Thank you for his ministry in our lives, and we just ask that you would use him uh, to minister his grace to his mom and dad, uh, and God, that your comfort would be upon him and Karen as they are there, and uh, God, we pray that as they are there in that capacity, God, that you would use us together here today, that we might minister your grace and experience your comfort through our interactions with one another. So God, uh, be glorified in our time. We ask it in your name. Well, have you ever felt um, like you don't measure up? <laughs> you know, you, you get up someday, some morning you get up, or, or, um, or maybe it's at the end of the day. Uh, for that matter, maybe it's in the middle of the day. I don't know. But you kind of survey your life, right? Or... Or maybe you just get confronted with some specific circumstance, whatever it is. But, it, but as you review, as you look, as you see, as you think about it, you think to yourself, ah, I just don't have what it takes, right? I don't have what it takes to parent these children, I don't have what it takes to children these parents, <laughs> right? I don't have what it takes to lead this endeavor. I don't have what this friend needs. I certainly don't have what it takes to love this spouse. Wow. Maybe even say to God, God, I do not have what it takes to be your Christian. Have you ever felt that way? Well, that feeling has been plaguing people for a very long time. The Bible tells us that the first two people on the planet felt that way. Adam and Eve bit into the apple, and they realized they were naked, and they were ashamed. And I think that word ashamed is a pretty good description of what not measuring up feels like. All of a sudden, you've got this terrible realization that something is missing in your life. For whatever reason, based on the information that's at your disposal, you are inadequate. Unfortunately, when we feel that way, we often then respond in ways that don't help. We respond in ways that are unhealthy for us and for those around us. Uh, we feel we don't measure up and it begins a downward spiral of negative thinking that leads us to despair 
and a host of other unhealthy choices. And the not-so-funny fact is that people have been responding negatively to their feelings of inadequacy for a very long time. So let's just look at some of the unhealthy ways we respond when we feel we don't measure up. First off, we cover up. Adam and Eve covered up by sowing fig leaves. Now, we cover up in a little bit more complex ways. We pretend we've got it all together. We say, everything's fine. I know. I know. I I can handle it. Not really. I I can handle it. We talk about sports. We talk about the weather. We might even talk about some of the hardships we're facing, but we don't share our inner self with our faults and our shame. We want to measure up and be accepted, so we put on a veneer of what we think other people are measuring. Our walls, they're covered with diplomas and awards and recognition. In the Pacific Northwest, we dress with our shirts untucked so everyone thinks we're relaxed. Impressive, huh? (laughs) We overspend, we underbid, we make promises we can't keep. Why? We cover up in an attempt to measure up. A second response, we hide out. More specifically, we hide out from God. Now, Adam and Eve were pretty simple about this. They hid out in the bushes. Where do we hide? We hide at the office. We hide in our house. We hide in our car. On the golf course, at the movies. Some people hide hunting. Some people hide fishing. Sometimes we hide from God in the midst of our Christian friends. Some people hurt so bad they hide in a bottle of alcohol or at a table of drugs. Some people hide behind anger and manipulation. Others hide out on the internet with something as harmless as Facebook or as destructive as pornography. How do you hide out? You ever thought about it? How do you distract yourself from reckoning with God? It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, we know God sees all and that He can do all, yet we hide out? You know, it doesn't keep God from seeing us, but we hide out because We feel inadequate before Him. I mean, our lives don't measure up to what He said in His Bible. And we just don't want to deal with that. We say, it hurts too much for God to see me as I really am. We say, I can't face my failures. I can't do what God would want me to do. I can't repent. I can't walk by faith in a community of other believers. I can't let 
go of me and all that I have built to look like I measure up. So we hide out. A third unhealthy response we have when we feel we don't measure up is we put others down. Adam and Eve blamed everyone and everything except themselves. They even blamed God. Verse 12 of chapter 3 in Genesis, Adam says, The woman you put here, she caused me to eat. And Eve looked around and said, The serpent you created, he caused me to eat. When we don't feel we measure up, the most natural response we have is to put others down and blame other people. If I feel I'm an inadequate parent, I'll make sure my kids feel inadequate. If I feel like I am an inadequate husband or wife, I will make sure my spouse feels inadequate. If I feel like an inadequate boss, you might as well call in sick. (laughs) Right? And so on and so on it goes. But let me ask you a telling question. Do do any of these responses really help? They don't, do they? In fact, they generally make things worse. When we cover up, hide out, and put others down, we don't gain any sense of greater measure. These responses, they don't increase our adequacy. If anything, we lose measure. Have you ever responded in one of these ways to someone else? Didn't they just suddenly just think so much more highly of you? They don't work. We lose measure. So why do we keep responding when we don't measure up with the same old unhealthy responses that never work. Why? Do you know why? I think we all do. The reason we keep doing the same unhealthy stuff again and again and again is because the reality of the matter is we don't measure up. It's not just a feeling. It is reality. Glad you came to church today. You will be. You will be. You see, if your own life is not proof enough that you don't measure up, God says very plainly that you don't measure up. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, 
Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves. The reason we respond with covering up, hiding out, and putting others down is because we desperately want to measure up, but we know deep down inside that we don't, and no matter how hard we try, we can't change it. I mean, we might be able to fix one part of our life for a little bit, but when the pressure comes, we quickly discover that our fix was very thin, just skin deep. Inadequacy runs through the core of our being. Isaiah 53.6 says, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short, of the glory of God. We do not measure up. So what is the solution? Accept our inadequacy and cling to God's adequacy. Can we just be realistically humble for a moment? Just for a moment. When God is the standard, no one measures up. Can, can we just accept that? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3.5 again. Because there's something about the fact that God is the standard that's going to give us some incredible hope. It says, Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but then it goes on to say, But our adequacy is from God. Our adequacy is from God because Jesus Christ, the one and only unique Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, measures up to the fullness of God. Jesus obediently left the throne of God, humbled himself and became man, lived a life that perfectly pleased God the Father, and willingly, received the penalty our sins deserve by being crucified on a cross, and then he conquered death and rose from the grave and is alive today interceding for you in your inadequacy. And Colossians chapter 1 declares that that Jesus created you. And he sustains you. Jesus, the second person of the triune God said, Let there be light. And everything you see came into existence. Wow. 
That same Jesus, God incarnate, said to the winds and the waves from the bow of a small fishing boat in the middle of a great storm, be still, and you could hear a pin drop on the water. He healed the sick. He fed the multitudes. He raised the dead. Jesus is more than adequate for everything that concerns you. But here is the best part. Jesus Christ reconciles you to God. When you trust Jesus, God covers your selfish, disbelieving, immoral, sin-filled inadequacies with the righteousness of Jesus He covers your inadequacies with the blood of Jesus. And when you trust Jesus, God places the righteousness of Jesus in you and He declares, you're adequate to be with me. My child, with Christ in you, you measure up. You measure up. With Christ in you, you measure up. Thank you. (laughs) And so our response when we feel we don't measure up, it can be totally different. And just to help us embrace that idea of responding differently, okay? If you're taking notes... We're going to go through the second section of your note sheet out of order just to be different. So point number two, when you don't measure up, instead of hiding out from God, step out and risk trusting God and His good news. You see, the main problem we have as we consider how we don't measure up is that we don't understand God's grace. God said to the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We've got to learn, we've got to understand that God looks good when we don't. Because our inadequacies reveal the extraordinary grace of who God is to love you, an inadequate person. I'm going to say that again. Your inadequacy reveals the extraordinary grace of who God is to love you, an inadequate person. How many of you have people you love? Do they love you? It's easy to love them when they love you, right? How many of you have enemies who don't love you? How easy is it to love them? Your inadequacy reveals the extraordinary grace of who God is to love you, an inadequate person. 
Furthermore, your your inadequacies promote the humility necessary for you to surrender yourself and cry out to this gracious God for his rescue. Think about it. If you were adequate for parenting, you would never ask God to help you raise your kids. I got it. If you were adequate as a leader, you would never ask God to show you the direction you needed to go. If you were adequate as a friend, then you wouldn't ask God to meet your friend's needs. You just handle it. If you were an adequate spouse, you would not beg God to transform you and display His unconditional love in your relationship. And if you were adequate to live the Christian life in your own strength, you would simply be a good person And you would never repent of your sin and actually trust God's gracious provision of Jesus Christ and become Christian if you were adequate. One of the chief tenets of Christianity is found in Romans 5.8 which says, While we were still sinners... Christ died for us. And it is only when we come to the end of our self-centered pride and all our striving and we realize that we don't measure up that we will surrender our lives to God's crucified Savior. God's power is made perfect in your weakness. So when you don't measure up, the best response you can make is to step out and risk trusting the good news of Jesus Christ. John 3.16 declares that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. Are you ready to accept that you don't measure up and trust God's provision of Jesus? Well now, with a clear picture of God's grace in the person of Jesus Christ, now we can back up to our first response. And instead of covering up, now we can open up. We can open up and we can share ourselves with others. 
You see, when I trust Jesus to save me from my sins and I understand that God is adequate for my life, I become secure in His love and acceptance of me and my weaknesses. And I can be authentic with other people. Suddenly, I don't have to measure up to all the faddish standards of this world. I can say, I don't know. And it's okay. Because I know God knows. I can say, I can't handle that. And it's okay. Because God can handle it. I can cease striving In fact, I don't have to dress up and untuck my shirt to prove how relaxed I am. In fact, personally speaking, I'm just going to confess that I'm not really relaxed. (laughs) I am not a relaxed person. I generally run a little uptight. You know me. I like things to roll a certain way. I'm kind of like Jesus' friend Martha, who has, I just have so many things that concern me that I just don't relax well. But But God's Word tells me to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, to lay my requests at His feet. And so I'm praying. I'm praying that I'll do that. And if I'll just be honest with myself and with a few other people, then together with Christ, we can actually make some progress on my shortcomings. My measure with help from you through Christ, my measure can actually increase. Not for my glory, but for His. In fact, when I open up with others about my sin, I will actually find strength to flee temptation and experience victory over sin. Guys, sin wins in the darkness of secrecy. But you shine the light in by being honest with someone else and that temptation evaporates. It's just one of those mysteries of trusting God's word. By opening up our lives to others, we can actually live out Galatians 6.2 and experience bearing one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ, we live Christian. We become like Christ. That's what the word Christian mean. It was a slam a long time ago for people who were walking around acting like Jesus the Messiah. They'd say, oh, aren't you cute? You're a little Christ. Little Christ, little Christ, little Christ. They met it as a slam. It translates as Christian. It's not a slam. You are Christian. You are Christian. You are Christian. 
Because the living, loving God dwells in you when you say yes to Jesus. You know what else is really cool about opening up? I get to remove the veneer of measuring up and be known for who I really am. Instead of trying to keep track of which face I put on for which person because that's the measure that they want from me, I can just be me. I get to be Christ in Mark Clodson and experience other people's acceptance and love of the genuine article. And that is so freeing. And it brings us to our third response. Instead of putting others down, we can lift people up. Every person you encounter is at some point of the struggle between not measuring up and living out Christ in them measuring up. We're all somewhere on that continuum every day, every moment with every situation we face. And when you accept your inadequacy and you cling to God's adequacy, you can respond so much better with others. You can actually respond to that person the same way Jesus Christ responds to you with grace and truth. In fact, our text goes on to say in verse 6, I'll pick it up in the middle of 5, but our adequacy is from God who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Do you know what servants do? They serve. (laughs) Do you know what the verse means? in terms of us as Christians serving? What is it that we serve? We serve the new covenant. We serve the new measure. We serve the fact that Christ in us measures up to the standard of God. You get to serve people who are dying under the weight of not measuring up that the infinite perfect God loves and accepts them just the way that they are and he will transform their lives using an unimaginable process of their weaknesses coupled with your weaknesses, saturated with God's word, to make them like Christ. The world thinks it's foolish, but the Bible declares it's the power of God. Can you imagine the response of people when they found out they were accepted by the greatest measure? (laughs) Have you you ever watched one of those stupid reality shows that has nothing to do with reality? Reality? But, but, at the, but at the end of every episode, at the end of every episode, everyone is on pins and needles because 
the vote is always tied till the last vote is cast in terms of who's leaving the island. You, you know what I'm talking about? If you don't, I'm sorry. And after, waiting, and after waiting far longer than anyone should have to wait, the guy reads the last name. You with me? What happens? There's this huge sigh of relief from the staying person's crowd, right? <gasps> Imagine the sigh of relief you could bring to someone's aching heart by helping them understand that they don't need to measure up to this world's garbage. In Christ, they measure up to the God of the universe who made them and loves them and is crazy about them and has an unimaginable plan with a group of unimaginable people to transform them into the unimaginable measure of Christ. (sighs) Amen. I'd sigh. In Christ, you get to serve people the best news they will ever hear. And so instead of putting others down, you get to lift them up to a place that they never thought they could be. And so today, I just want to encourage you. Accept your inadequacy Just accept it and cling to God's adequacy and exchange the negative responses of covering up, hiding out, and putting others down with the healthy responses of opening up, stepping out, and lifting others up. Now, in conclusion... I just want to give you a few specific action steps you can take to help you respond in one of these healthy ways. Okay? Sometimes we just need some training wheels to get us moving down the path. So here they are. First, and this is the most important thing you can do, say yes to Jesus. It all starts there. So right now, right where you're sitting, we are just going to bow our heads and in the quietness of your heart, just tell Jesus, I need you. I am a sinner. I'm sorry I am. I don't measure up and I need you to rescue me and change me and save me for all eternity. Right now, you do that. The the words are not important. What matters is your heart, and I will give you a quiet moment to talk to God. God, thank you. I am so grateful that you are who you are and that you did what you did by sending your son, Jesus. God, would you rescue me? Would you rescue this group of people from all the junk that separates us from you? God, we have sinned. We have fallen short. Thank you for Jesus. Amen. Now, 
If you prayed that this morning, would you take out that Connect card that's in your worship folder? In fact, everybody take out your Connect card because you're going to need it here in a few minutes. Take this card out. Put your name, phone number, some contact information, especially if you're visiting. And If we know where you live, you don't have to fill the whole thing out. But if I don't, would you please? And I've probably forgotten where half of you live, so fill it out anyway. Just everybody fill it out. Fill it all out. But, but the point, sorry, the point is, if you prayed that prayer, check on here some place that you prayed it. I made a decision for Christ today. Check that. And when the offering goes by, put this in and let us know that. And then, when we are dismissed from here, I want to invite you to go down to room five and join me as we begin a new discovery class. Now, Pastor Scott is going to be teaching the whole thing. I'm just going to fill in for him today. And we are going to go through just the basic information of what being Christian is all about. So join me in room five today. The next action step you can take. Tonight at 6 p.m., we are having a movie night watching the film Courageous. Okay, then next week... We are going to begin several new small groups using some materials that reference what the Bible says that comes out in tonight's movie, okay? Now, you don't have to see the movie in order to join the small group. The the point is, sign up following today's service or tonight when you come to join one of those small groups so that you have a place where you can begin opening up with other people who trust Christ, all right? And then the last action point is if you're not headed to Discovery today, uh, go to a Bible Explorer group and just encourage someone you don't know. You can encourage someone you do know as well, but just go and, and do that, all right? All right, Uh, I'm going to ask our ushers and greeters if they will come to receive our financial gifts of worship, and just make sure that you put this connect card in the offering plate as it goes by, and we'll have the worship team come, and we're just going to respond with singing out of our need for Jesus. So let's worship Him.